0: There's a part of me which looks at procrastination as a fascinating problem. Uh, There's different kinds of procrastination, I think it's fair to say. At least I I feel like there are. There's some which are sort of a conscious procrastination, which is that there's something you're dreading doing, and so you put it off. And you're kind of aware of the, the the dread that's happening, but the cause of the, the the procrastination that I experience most often is actually not for things that I dread doing, but things I actually really enjoy doing, like sleep. And 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 you know, I I guess I don't en- I do enjoy sleep. I guess I don't know. It's never been um, a very successful thing for me um sleep has been something which has eluded me more often than not and i guess i hate sleep itself because um i don't get a massive sense of of um relief from sleep most of the time but without sleep it 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 is a problem And I don't mind dreaming, although that doesn't happen very often, or at least the memories of dreams don't really happen all that often. But I, I do like when I actually feel refreshed, but I will, I will fight sleep until the last possible minute. Most of the time, um, I, I, I've, I've felt that I am a night owl, but I'm never really sure if that's true or not, um, I mean, I do I do kind of feel a lot of synergy with the night, but I do like mornings. I just don't like having to wake up for a morning. But if I happen to be awake and I've slept enough, a uh, morning is really nice. So it's not exactly like I'm just one way or the other. And frankly, probably most people aren't. We create these categories, these you know, a steep-walled categories just to make it easier to understand things. But the reality is that everything is a continuum, right? Um, which is something, you know, from a computer science point of view, which is abhorrent. (laughs) It's a one or a zero. Doggone it. There is no 0.5. Um, even though we know that's not true either. But, um, the other kinds of things that, that I put off are creative works. Um, and I don't know why I, I, I can, I can think about a few ideas of where I dread it, or I don't have the confidence in myself or whatever, um, but once I, and, and, but I, I find it fascinating because once I sort of realize that, once I realize that I'm, I'm procrastinating something, it's usually a response of, of humor. This is so ridiculous. Why am I not just doing the thing? And I face that tonight. So I have, um, a creative project I'm working on right now, which is a, an audio drama, um, in October, um, we had a very successful um, recording and transformation of a staged version of War of the Worlds into an audio drama, back into an audio drama. Um, and off of the energy of that, um, I decided I was going to write an audio drama to have ready for Christmas time. And I did. Uh, it took me a little longer than I initially intended but the idea came very quickly to me. Um, It was literally me asking the three, the three other people that I had involved in the group at that time, Hey, what do you think about some ideas? And then they sort of said, well, what about something like this? And I said, well, what about this? And then what about these? And how about I do this? And the idea was born. And in fact, the very day we were, um, uh, doing the, last of the or the first of the editing of the audio drama of the war of the worlds audio drama. I was in my office because there's you can really it's not really a tandem thing you can do. One person has to kind of slog through it, then you hand off the project to the next person. I was the next person. And they were they were doing line edits. They were doing um the basic capture and, and rearrangement of the of the work that we had done. And we have got to figure out a bigger a better workflow for that because that what we tried to do was replicate what was on stage, but what was on stage was not um, a a staged version of a recording. It was a staged version of a live show. So there were three mics that the actors were playing at, and we, we replicated that in the studio to give them a better time to understand their blocking, but we really shouldn't have done that. Um, we really should have done something else entirely. Anyway. While I was going on, I was toying around with the idea, and I wanted to capture the general notion of the idea. Um, and so I wrote a treatment. I'd never written a treatment before, so I did a little bit of research. and was kind of looking at it going, okay, I kind of understand what this is because I wanted to be able to come back to the group and say, okay, I've got this idea. We, we talked about it in three lines. Let's make it a bit bigger. So the treatment that I wrote had a short preamble, of a couple of sentences just explaining it's 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 the it's the TV well not the TV guideline cuz it gives away all the secrets in that one line and then you do a um I did a I, I, I called it an act by act breakdown it's not really an act by act play um in it it became more structured later on but it was a it was an idea of going like these are the the major things that happen and then the beats within those scenes and so forth and then there was a description of the characters. So I, I wrote out kind of who the, the characters would be at that point. And so it was, it was only a few pages long, two or three, I think. Um, and it wasn't, much, it wasn't much there. There was no dialogue in this. And, of course, it's an audio drama, so dialogue is the major thing. There were no sound effects. Actually, there, I think there were a couple of sound effects listed um, just as an example, but it, it wasn't detailed. And sound effects to me um, when i 'm writing an audio drama, sound effects to me are the action that's that 's where the action comes from um, instead of describing well you can describe the action as well, but the sound effects are what support the action with the sound and they also support the ambiance um, and then if you have music there 's different cues music will be impossible I, I just don't have the i don 't have the connections for that. I do have a stock library of sound effects and things i'm i'm not sure how I want to do that. I have a whole bunch of of digital juice packs and I don't know if the juicer is available anymore which was the the method by which they could all be um it was the catalog. And I'm I'm now realizing, I'm just realizing, which I feel really dumb about, that um I don't have a CD player in my current computer. It did not come with a CD player. It was not necessary for what I was going to do. And all the digital juice stuff was on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> now, I have an older computer here, my the, my previous computer, which does have a, a CD player. It's a little inconvenient to use, but maybe I have to get all my sound effects off of that. I just realized how dumb that is. Oh, well. Um, I think, yeah, anyway. Um, so all this to say that I, I did that initial treatment, and then during November, I produced the first two drafts of this. Um, the first draft, I think, was done within the first two weeks of November, it was about 60 pages long. Um, but it had all the major beats in it. It had the, the main dialogue in it. It kind of was everything that I wanted to have there. At least I thought so. The second draft expanded on all those things. Um, but also it was after I got a chance, I think the second draft, I don't remember. I, I ran one of the drafts through my reading group. Um, who normally, you know, reviews fiction, normal, um, printed fiction, normal, um, normal, what's the term I'm looking for? (laughs) Normal fiction. Um, so, but so an audio drama is a very different format. Uh, I heard some very positive comments and feedback on that, but there were definitely some, some things that needed to be fixed. And so my third draft is the one that I had been putting off for a long time. Um, literally I had started, I think the first couple of lines of the third draft, uh, just like a week ago, but really tonight, tonight I sat down, which is basically a month after the the second draft was done. I sat down and went through the third draft and the third draft expanded things a lot. So we're talking about 80 pages at that point. Um, and then I reached that point and I went, no no i have to cut some things here i can hear the 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 often quoted and to my mind not really great advice of kill your darlings i always hated that advice uh i think because i had partially misinterpreted it and i think ev- almost everybody who quotes it to me misinterprets it because there the the real essence of it is to my mind. And as I was kind of going through this, I realized, Oh no, this is what I really need to do. It is take out those things that are precious for precious's sake. Um, the things you're holding too close to, not because they're good, but because you're too close to them, uh, and keep the things that are good, which you still might be close to. In fact, you should be close to the things that are good. And, and that's what really this was about was emphasizing the things that I thought were good. So I cut about a thousand words, Um, from the start, from the very beginning of it, I, I knew that this, there's a monologue at the beginning. Uh, it's not really a monologue, but in terms of the number of characters speaking, it's a monologue. And I liked the fact that it was there because it gives a setup for what's going on. But I didn't like that. I went into a lot of details. I repeated myself a couple of times. I went into details and repeated myself a couple of times. And, it just, I, I needed to have all that stuff in my head and I needed to have it for the backdrop and for, for anything I, I, this is the kind of story, this is the kind of setup that I can repeat. Um, the, the primary characters who are involved, I can, I can repeat having them there. There's a hint at a broader universe and I want to play in that universe. I even had a scene in the first draft, which I completely removed. Actually, I think it was even in the in the treatment which I think it made it all the way to the first draft. And I removed it out of the, out of the, to the second draft because it it was again, hinting at a bigger universe, but it was hinting at a bigger universe before we'd spent any time with these characters. So it, it was kind of like, you know, here's the big universe and here's the tiny little story we're actually going to tell right now. So I, I still have some of that in there, still hinting at the bigger universe. Um, and yeah, it's a universe. It's, it it turned into a universe pretty quick, actually, partially from the inspiration that was involved. And I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people who wants to hold all the secrets until I actually do the final project because I don't want to spill the beans. And I also don't know if the final project is going to be the same as what I've produced. Who knows what other, I don't think there's going to be a fifth, uh, revision of the script, but. Um, there's going to be the production of the script and that very well could, I may make decisions when, when it's going on. I'm, I, I guess I'll be directing it. I'm not really a director. Uh, I'm just fussy <laughs> and, uh, and willing to give people advice. It's, it's kind of like a director, I guess. Um, and I have a vision for what I expect this to sound like, but I also want to leave enough space that an actor can step in. One of the things that I decided early on is that um, I was comfortable with any gender playing any character. I've written them with genders, but I don't really feel like I need to have them with particular genders. So I can have as broad a potential casting as I can. There is a love story involved. Um, yes, the Hallmarkian has got to me, but I think in my own peculiar way. Um uh, so, but I don't care what genders are involved in that love story. That's not germane to the story. I feel like the people that I've written could be played by either uh, by either any gender. Um, obvi- I I think probably not Arrow, <laughs> and that's more of the 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 sexuality than the gender. But um uh, yeah, the the the, the sexuality doesn't doesn 't bother me one way or the other either, but it's just because an aromantic person in a romantic situation isn't is that would be a really weird thing to to write and uh, i don't know if that would i don't know if the, i've stretched these characters enough for that, but I really like the idea of of you know somebody coming in and, and wowing me during a a, um, a rehearsal and and demonstrating it now here 's the thing: we are not far off from christmas uh we are we are twenty five days away from Christmas. Um, which is enough time if I can get a few actors. Now I don't need a lot. I think I need, well, I need, uh, let me see six primaries. Uh, uh, I think, yes, yeah, six primaries. I've got one incidental and I think I got rid of two incidentals. So, uh, uh, oh, I do have, I do have another incident. Actually, I have a fairly large incidental character. So that one, but I, you know, I, in, that one is less important. If if I got my other six people, I would throw my own voice potentially in for the, the seventh one, which in a, in a way, because that character gets elided a lot, uh, it would be fine for me to do it. Cause I could just riff, <laughs> you know, I, I could just like, here's the author going, you know, what? I need? I need more words here. Let me just invent some words for the character as I'm going, I could do that. Um, but one of the characters has been cast. It was one of the, when I wrote the original one, one of the people of the, of the initial, the four of us said, I want to play this character. It's like, great, no problem. I didn't change the character in, in in any way, really, thinking of that actor playing that character. Maybe I should have. And he's already asked me um, whether, you know, how he wants, the, how I want the character to be portrayed. And I'm I'm being a little bit cagey about it, but there are some ideas I have about it. So we'll see. Um, And it's, this is one of those weird things. And I've talked to writers a lot. I've done a lot of interviews with writers and some playwrights and trying to understand how, how that division of labor happens. Essentially. Um, I, there was a, one of the people I respect tremendously is one of the major theater elements in the city. Um, He does the summer Shakespeare theater. He just, just finished a a play or rather a play of his is in production. It's being toured. It might be toured. My tour might be done, but I I got a chance to see it. And I happened to be sitting right beside him in the theater when, when it was. So when the halftime came and at the end, I got a chance to just sort of go like, Hey, so, Hey, Hey, what's going on here? And one of the things that I find interesting is that, is when plays are staged and the writer is not involved, which is most of the time. Most of the plays that I've seen are are plays that were written by someone else somewhere else. And, you know, the Theater UNB or Stu or TNB or any of the companies, um, man, how many companies can I name? I can probably name a few, but only a few of them are still active. Um, uh, They're putting on the play and – in these plays, there there's not a lot of stage direction. Sometimes there is. Sometimes there's a vision that the 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 author has about how the thing should be laid out. Um, sometimes there's things implied. There's a tremendous amount of work, and I respect this trem- a lot for someone to take a play and turn it into an actual you know production. There's a there's a lot of work there. Um, in the audio production world, it's true as well and. Um, For the War of the Worlds one, for example, I kind of was the director there, although I was following the footsteps of a very talented, very well-respected theater director in the city who had already directed the actors for stage work. I was directing them for for mic work. Yeah. but the the idea of of maybe it's a letting go problem. I don't know. But the idea of of just saying like here, here's my script. Go make something of this. <laughs> it, it it seems utterly bizarre to me. But uh, maybe that's what I need to do. Uh, it would be interesting for me to to write more of these scripts. And I've I've said this before with the uh, the Arkship stories, for example. I wanted to write more. I still do. I still have one to edit. But uh, uh, I I feel like if if I'm at all supported by anybody, and this is exactly how this happened, I was not intending to do any sort of audio drama script this year. Not at all. Um, but at the end of that, people were so enthusiastic about it. They really wanted to do another one. And I said, well, we're going to need a script. And I don't know how to research and get a script. And I don't know how to clear rights and all that stuff. That's That's not something I've done. I kind of know, but I don't know. And I've actually talked to some of the theater folks as well about what they do and how they needed to clear the script. And it just sounds like a nightmare. Um, the war of the worlds one is interesting because I talked to the, a couple of the people involved and they were convinced that essentially it was in public domain. And I'm not really sure that was the exact truth. Um, but it seemed to be okay for them. So I'm, I'm not going to push it very far. Uh, but you know, this one I can tell you, I have complete rights over. I wrote the damn thing. Uh, I'll be producing the damn thing, uh, and I kind of want to make sure that I keep that pressure on myself to write one of these every year. It might not be a Christmas one. In fact, the the setup that I have does not have to be a Christmas story, even though it's inspired by a Christmas story not not a Christmas story, but by a, a story of of the traditionally Christmas. Uh, and it's inspired, as I said, by Hallmarkian Christmas movies. I could not resist myself. I kind of knew that would happen if I ever started writing these. Um, and inspired by a third thing, which I don't want to spill the beans on because that will will lock in kind of the conception of the piece. Um, so it's inspired by all these things, but there's no there's no serial numbers to file off here. Uh, it's it's as inspired by this as. God, I, uh, you know, I, I don't even know if I could, I could pull an example. I was going to say, um, as, uh, um, uh, West Side Story, I think was inspired by Romeo and Juliet, but I don't even know if I've, I've actually watched West Side Story. Not West Side Story. That's another one. Um, anyway, there was a, um, I think it was a musical movie version of something that was, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, uh. Yeah, but I, I procrastinated. I was really, really nervous. Not nervous. I was really, really dreading somehow or not dreading either. It's that sort of, I don't know. I don't know. And it, I pulled it off. It's it. I wrote for like, it turns out to be about four hours, I think. <laughs> I didn't think it was that long. Uh, the final product is, I think, let me see if I have it here. But I think it's it's 90 pages in the end. Um, that the, the script actually turns into, uh, I thought I had it open Now I'm a little concerned as to where I put it, (laughs) but, uh, Oh, there we go. So the fourth, uh, draft is 84 pages. Now third draft was 85 pages. (laughs) I did add a little bit of formatting in the fourth uh, version of it. Second draft was uh, 78 pages. And the first draft was 47 pages. (laughs) No, no, that's not the first draft. Sorry. That's, that's, (laughs) uh, let's see if I have the, that's the treatment. The treatment itself was only, okay. The treatment was six pages long. I even had a five act structure and an epilogue in the treatment, which was just dumb. Why did I go that way? Anyway, uh, I think, I don't even know. Do I, do I still have the first draft? Um where did wait where are my drafts actually they're not in the same folder um oh they're all silly thing put them all in the top level folder there we go so let's see the first draft was 65 pages so it's grown by 10 pages approximately each time 65 to 78 78 to 85 85 to 84 <laughs> Oh god, I've talked too much. I've been wandering out loud. I marked the encaffeinated one with any luck. We're going to need a lot of luck. Uh in the next 2 weeks we'll actually get a chance to record and produce this. Um and when we do, uh I will air it Christmas week, I think. Um on my show. I may air it earlier actually just to have it <laughs> aired. I have no idea how long this is going to be. I'm very worried about that because at 84 pages um, in in the audio drama world, it was two minutes per page. In the um, stage world, I believe they said one minute per page. Uh, if it's two minutes per page, this has to be, I think, two parts. And I'll have to figure out a place to to break it in two. Um, somewhere around page 40, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I've been wandering out loud. I'm Mark Dean Caffin. I think I said that part already. And uh, it's closer to one than I'd like, but I will talk to you again tomorrow.